It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality and one based in what do you bet on Twitter? With music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett, Scotty Johnny himself. And with me, as per usual, I present to you Cheddar Talk himself, Aaron Flottam. How are you, Aaron? John, I am doing (laughs) A-OK. What's going on, man? Hey, uh, so some stuff happened this last week. Yeah, there was like a draft Uh, or something. You know, I was thinking for oh, once, the derby. maybe we could talk about we could we could we could spend some time talking horses, ponies, yeah. if you will, and uh, the course. bucks and the brewers and it's uh, really the all Badgers. the news there was, right? Uh, we're gonna have a Packer dominated podcast, aren't we? <sighs> yeah, they, they refuse to let us have anything else at this point. Oh, I, the NFL's I, so good at this thing. God, God, they. So good at this. Aaron Rodgers isn't a diva. The entire entire NFL is a diva. No, well, he's also that. But let's not. We, pretend. we need your attention all the time. <laughs> all right, all the time. Well, we'll say this to start off with before we go go too far afield here. Uh, thank you again for joining us, uh, everybody. For once again, uh, from here and around the world, it's wonderful to have everybody with us and the wonderful support we get. Uh, also, remember you can follow me at Not So Humble Host. I say it right off the top. It's easy to find me on Twitter at Not So Humble Host. You can follow this show at Scotty Johnny Pod. Aaron is also in the Twitterverse. Aaron, how do people follow you in the Twitterverse? Well, you can follow me at Cheddar Talk, John. At Cheddar Talk. At Cheddar Talk. Uh, we should start a hashtag uh, NSHH. <laughs> not so humble host. Not so humble host. Not, I mean, I mean, we'll be the only ones doing the hashtag, but well, yeah. And, I mean, if our parents ever figure out Twitter, I don't think I want oh, my, my parents on Twitter. Actually. My dad's on Twitter. He's he's very very fluent in oh, Twitter. Yeah, no, your dad is on Twitter because he yeah. follows me. Yeah, my dad. Just like my dad son. is he's he's better connected to most technology than I am. Um, yeah, that I mean, it's kind of parts of his job being a librarian. He continues to make sure he's up to date on all the things that happen in and around libraries, which includes a lot of technology. So, yeah, my dad's on Twitter. My dad puts things out there and uh, follows both of us and follows the show and uh yeah absolutely I, I, and I've, I've, I've never i've never met your uh i never met your uncle but i've met your dad he is the smartest man i've ever met so <laughs> yep just ask him no <laughs> no hey did i <laughs> no, tell no, you I that uh, that uh one of my co-workers i was talking i was talking about the podcast and i mentioned your uh uncle uh thomas p on bardet yeah, yeah. and uh hell yeah some ted talks and a couple of the officers perked up and went oh we've seen his stuff yeah it's my godfather yeah yeah no he's yeah and his stuff if you haven't seen his stuff on ted talks uh get on it it's uh <laughs> it's, it's probably what 11 12 years old at this point um yeah his, big, his big one about using uh a civilian force to occupy instead of a military force well it, it wasn't quite entirely that i mean like it's a bit of what he talks about but it, it's mm-hmm. way deeper than that. And, you know, basically the Leviathan versus the sysadmin stuff. And this is, I'm not right. going to go into his Ted talk cause he's way better at it than I am. I have, I've read mm-hmm. his books, but yeah, no, it's, it's really great stuff. Uh, interesting, uh, military things. He taught at the Naval war college and all that. And this is not interesting to anybody if we just want to talk about sports, but, uh, right. Exactly. Yeah. But I just wanted to point out that if you were trying to find, uh, but yeah, that's cause yeah. he's got a couple Ted talks, but that's, like his creme de la creme is the uh, uh, sysadmin versus Leviathan is yep. kind of his big stuff. Anyway, big deal. Thomas P. Barnett. There you go. Yeah, another uh, good author. Uh, first off, my father has written a book. If you want to learn more about uh, libraries You've in the 21st century, and my book is also out. If anybody wants to look yeah. for Shadow Tracker, which is a fantasy genre, uh, kind of young adult to adult styled book. Basically, I designed it so that I would find it interesting, but so would my 13 year old daughter. So. And I'm reading it to my eight-year-old right now. Anyhow, so good times, good times all around. Anyhow, we we can't go too terribly long in this opening, or we will miss so many wonderful stories from this weekend. No. Yeah, it's just great. Let's let's dive in. Let's do it. Hey, the Stokes kid. I'm I'm, I'm stoked to talk about the Stokes kid. Let's yeah. do this. All right, we're uh, basically contractually obligated to go forward at this point, so we'll get everything going right away in the main event. Starting things off with 
the main event. All right, Aaron. Here we are. Let's yeah, let's just are. kick this first thing out of the way first. Yeah, let's get rid of there it. Was a, there was just so much talk about Aaron Rodgers this weekend. And if you've been following us on Twitter, well, I know I put out just a metric ton of just how ridiculous this is. First off, it was all wrong to start off with. Not not everything mm-hmm. now, because at this point we know definitely Aaron's upset. The other thing we all know is that Aaron's... Yes, de- I am. Yeah, that, that Rodgers... Aaron Rodgers, no. your doppelganger. Um, yeah. God, I wish <laughs> He's just a taller version of you. Um, yeah. But, I mean, like he is upset, okay? And and that's fine. You, you know, just everybody gets upset. Um, and, and basically what he appears to want, or at least has been leaking to people, because he's definitely the leak. Anybody who is following this has to know that where is the information coming from? It's all coming from Rodgers through his agent. And I, here's we talked just off before we started here about some of this, and we brought up, you know, like Greg Jennings did this stuff too when he was negotiating contracts. Greg Jennings had the guts to put his own face in front of the camera and say mm-hmm. the ridiculous things out loud to everybody with his name at the bottom of the screen. And Aaron learned that that makes people angry. <laughs> oh, yeah. And remember, remember, remember Terrell Owens doing sit-ups in the driveway. That's amazing. With, yeah, that was with, showmanship uh, there. With with uh, Rosenthal, um, I mean, and other things too, like Curse. Uh, people forget, like Carson Palmer, Carson Palmer sat out six games. He just didn't play. He refused to play for the Bengals until they traded yeah. him. And Carson Palmer, I mean, he was a good quarterback. Yes, I, he was. I think people forget about that, and he was actually a pretty good dude too. Like, yeah, still if, is. If you ever look at Carson Palmer? Yeah, he's still great. It, the whole story about his knee ligament and the girl that. He, oh, who died? He got his knee ligament. Oh my God, that's just a heart wrenching story. And how he's still beautiful. He's still uh, he still yeah. keeps in contact. His his ACL that he had replaced was the tendon came from a girl who died in a car accident, and he adopted that family. And then he tore that ACL, tore that ACL. and he still talks to that family to this day. Oh, it's oh, he was, just it's almost like he was more upset that he tore the ACL he got from this young woman who died in the car crash more than oh than he was upset about it being him. Yeah, no, that, that's just, a terrible. But just, just, just tears pouring down your face. Yeah. Just, it's, it's heave cry. But anyway, so I yeah. mean, there's lots of there's there's lots of instances of this in the past. But this one, it's I I don't know. It's like it's it's hitting at the at the pinnacle of social media. It's like someone said earlier today. I think Armin, uh, it was on the Heller show, I think. But someone said the three amigos. Could you imagine Frank Winters, Mark Chimura, and Brett Favre, back during the Brett Favre saga that was exactly like this 14 years ago, if we would have had social media, the stories coming oh, out, geez. it would have been incredible. Like It would have been just, just terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just the other things, just like um, just the amount of just things that came out. So first off, like the story was, um, oh my goodness, they offered him three first round picks for Aaron Rodgers, this, that, and, and several players, which they didn't. They didn't make yeah. an offer. They then later had to, they, like, Lynch came out. He's like, yeah, I called, but oh, we didn't make an 49ers, offer. Right? Yeah, this yeah. Is starting with the 49ers bit that came out. And then they said, yeah, yeah. We, we never made an offer because they immediately told us there's just no chance we're trading him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then there's this this bit that came out, like, right before the draft. They're all saying, like, oh, it's a deal to Denver. He's going to Denver. It's just about a done deal. And, and Mark Schleith, Mark Schleith or somebody said it wasn't Mark Schleith that he'll be a de- he'll be a Bronco by the end of tonight. The best part is it's now come out that Aaron Rodgers then tweeted to Eric Mark Schleith saying, "What are you hearing? What are your sources?" Because Aaron yeah. hadn't heard any of this, which should right. tell you how garbage a story that was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was some of the stuff, some of the stuff that Trey Wingle was putting out on draft oh, night just throwing stuff. fire for no reason, like just, just, just hot terrible. garbage. It was absolute hot garbage. Which, which, with all this, be, uh, I don't think Schleith works for ESPN anymore, does he? No, I think he mostly no. does local stuff in Denver now. He doesn't, right? Yeah, and so, and so, but the the Wingo stuff just feeds into the fact that ESPN hates the Packers. They really do. They don't want to talk about Green Bay ever. No, they hate You're, it. They, and, they really and Florio just absolutely away. dislikes the Packers and kept oh, throwing, and making it bigger and bigger. He's the biggest Vikings bobo ever. He does, and he, he just does kept that. making it bigger and bigger. Like the best part of this whole thing is it was, um, is it Bill Mitchell or whatever? It puts out the first story on this. He says, 
you know, three draft picks and several players for Aaron Rodgers. Um, as reported first by Aaron, do you remember who reported this first? Who was the scoop on this story? Was it? Uh, no, it was, it was um, Paul um, Allen. What's that? It was Paul Allen. That Paul oh. Allen. PA on the mic. Oh, not the dead Paul Allen that helps. No, phone no, yeah, like, oh. no, 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 no. Paul Allen, who Paul is Allen, not a Paul reporter from the grave. No, Paul Allen, who is not a reporter, who is the right. voice of the Vikings, who has no ties or contacts to any other NFL me? team. Did Paul Allen troll the entire world. Yeah, he is the source for this 49er story about three first round picks and stuff. It was they specifically said first reported by PA on the mic. That's his Twitter handle. Paul Allen, the voice of the Vikings. Oh my god. Scoop these people somehow. And you're like, that's how I know this is fake. How does nobody else get this? Could you score imagine one, score one for Paul Allen, by the I way. I just want Wayne Larrabee <laughs> to randomly tweet trades that aren't happening to the Raiders. You're like, come on. How does anybody oh, I, fall I, for this? The thing is, being a fan of being a fan of KFAN, <laughs> KFXN over in the Twin Cities. Um Good on Paul Allen if he actually pulled that troll off. Like, if he's the one that started this whole firestorm, my God. Uh, like, yeah. I, I know, but it's... it's I mean, it is it, beyond ridiculous. Paul, it, it just no, is. I mean, and, 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 you know, and the thing is, like, because Paul Allen just put that out there, and everybody else ran with it then at that point. Like, what, that'd, what be like that'd be like it? almost... Except for the fact that Paul Allen has 100... And fifty thousand followers, you know, because he's right. he's Paul Allen. He's a great personality. I like Paul yeah, Allen yeah. a lot. He's, but he's, he's not a he's source, a, and he's not he's a reporter. A he just top, isn't. Top top three voices of play by play in the NFL. Very entertaining. Um, we always love him to death. But yeah, he's not a source. He's not a reporter. He just probably said something, and people ran with it. And I'm sure Florio backed it up. That's probably the other thing because yeah, him know. and him and Florio have the Boom and Doom podcast that they do together, and. Uh, Flory is a well-known Vikings apologist. So yeah, that was yeah. The, the other part is like it got weirder and weirder. Uh, Florio was the source that said at one point that he has heard from very unimpeachable sources. He stated that there is a list for Rogers and it includes the 49ers, the Raiders and the Broncos. And I said, your source is now immediately impeachable by thinking that the like Rogers has a short list that includes a team that has no offensive, like two teams that have basically no offensive line. And, and we're and this, bad, this is, bad teams. Yeah, and this is all hot garbage anyways because what did we hear uh, not even, what, four to six weeks ago that Russell Wilson had a list of teams that he would like to be traded to? Which was the Bears, first and foremost. And Send me to Bears Chicago. Yeah. Oh, by the way, this whole thing about Fields being the best quarterback in the NFC Central already, shut up, Bears fans. You wait Prove till he plays wrong the game. first. Anyways. Yeah. Maybe um, he hasn't played that's, that's another discussion. But anyways, so no, just like six weeks ago, uh, it was Russell Wilson has a list of demands written on the back of my hand, you know, and these are the teams I want to go play for, including one of them was the Bears. And it's like, are you kidding me? And now, like, and that's the other thing, too. It's like Denver, and everyone tries to equate it to Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay had a roster that was set for the Super Bowl already, and they did. Tampa Bay's roster yes. was really good. As a matter of fact, Tampa Bay last year, like two seasons ago, probably would have made a good run for the for the Super Bowl if 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 Winston wouldn't have thrown so many picks. Yeah, I mean, like, like he, the difference is they had twenty five less interceptions or something. It's yeah, like, yeah. twenty five less interceptions. They had the same team. Plus, they brought in Gronk, uh, which ended up being good in the Super Bowl. And just from a leadership standpoint, they brought in AB, and you know. It, Tom Brady had uh, he walked into a mint situation. That defense yeah. in Tampa Bay was elite. Yeah. Which, oh, absolutely. And if you listen to Barry McCockiner on uh, Twitter, yeah, it's or read a read him on Twitter, you would know very well that Tom Brady's had nothing but elite defenses his whole life, right? Yep. And so yep. that's what Tom walked into. Tom walked into a perfect situation, and he's going to have that same team this year. Aaron Rodgers going to. Uh, to, to Las Vegas or the, to the, Denver, those teams aren't on the verge of a Super Bowl. They're not no. just one quarterback away. The, got the only stuff. way, the only way that that makes sense is if you believe that the only issue he has is he wants to be able to fire his his own GM. Which Denver and and, and Las Vegas, 
you know, they've got very weak little areas over there. It's like, yeah, he could completely overwhelm both those teams by his own cult of personality where it's just right. not happening in Green Bay. That's the only reason you would pick those two teams for anything because mm-hmm. they've got some – the Raiders' wide receiver room is not the Packers. I mean, especially even with what we added this year. And if you right. put Funchess in there, like we said, um, I mean, just it isn't. The Broncos have some well, interesting no, we, wide we receivers. We talked about Funchess during the pregame. We didn't talk about it during the podcast. Oh, yet. okay. Yeah, nobody remembers that Devin Funchess is coming back this year either. Yeah, but, and that's yeah. – I mean, like, that's the other thing, like – He's going to hate playing for Gruden, but if he can tell Gruden what to do, he'll feel pretty good about it. And Not only that, yeah. but I mean, if you think you hate Mark Murphy, what about, uh, uh, I can't use the words I was just about to say, <laughs> Mark Davis. The, the, oh, yeah. I mean, my God. He's Al a weird Davis, kid. Al, Al Davis was fun back in the 60s and 70s, but now you got the bowl, the bowl cut son of his that's just... Yeah. Oh, oh my! Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, no, it's that that that's a super. It, it, you know, they're, they they stayed bad, in a bad bad in offensive a, lines. Both of those are like stadium, and then moved five. to Las Vegas. But, uh, yeah, it's just it's. They've got a both, good tight end, though. They do. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Both those teams Maybe have decent tight ends. Tight end yeah. League, but yeah. Yeah, Waller and Fant are both nice. Waller's way better than Fant, but they're, they're both good good tight ends. Wait, Fant, Fant's in Oakland. I no, no, he, no, no. There. He's in Denver. No oh, offense in Denver. Two tight both. Ends in both locations. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are, I was like, what? But I mean, yeah. seriously, the both of them have poorly rated offensive lines. Mm. And yeah, if you just want to get chased and have, you know, if he doesn't like his collarbone, he can go to either of those teams. Um yeah. no, he thing hates that, his collarbone, he's trashed it twice. The only thing like the biggest thing that just comes out here that nobody's paying any attention to is just like, what would this do to the Packers salary cap? Oh, it would be terrible. It would be terrible in yeah. most cases. There's very few ways it comes out great for the Packers. I, I'm on uh, on over the over the cap, okay, and just kind of looking at some stuff. Just about the just best, about option the best option is yeah. if there's a trade after June first, maybe. But, yeah, but it's, it's no still because it, yeah, so it still leaves you fourteen point three five two million in dead cap, dead money on the cap. But yeah. the savings is actually like twenty two point eight five million. Because okay. his cap number is thirty-seven. If you trade him, you have to eat, you know, a chunk of this, but you'd actually save more. But you have to trade him after June first because of the way it, you know, the the year cap you'd number stuff. It, you'd eat it this year, but next year you'd be clear. Still eating more, yeah. So you'd eat it this year. I think you get to carry some of the next year if you wait till after June first. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you made a trade, right? Let's see, trade before June first. Uh, you only save five point six million. You'll have thirty-one and a half in dead cap money. Um, I mean that doesn't do you any good. Packers are like eight million over, according. Is it Russ Uglum who was saying that? I uh, know Ken Engels. Ken Engels was saying that. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So they're like eight oh, over. Way, who, who I wanted to bring up during this podcast tonight. He's yeah. great, by the way. Yeah, and that's that's counting in basically. I mean, you kind of know what your rookies are getting because that number is pretty well set based on the CBA. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, it's it's like well. It, the well, only way it works, John, there's nothing's going to happen before that? June 1st. It's basically nothing could happen. But yeah. I, I think he stays. I just don't get this. I can, don't can, get this can, beef. Can can I do my rant that you I do was it. doing you during get. our pregame? Yeah, he's not going anywhere. It's absolutely not. And Ken Ingles, who, uh, damn it, I don't have it up on my phone right now. Ken Ingles, you can find him. He's uh, at Ken Ingles, I think. Uh, either way, he's a certified, uh, uh, he's a CPA. And he has a whole Twitter handle that's all about the the Packers cap and everything else like that. And he was the first one when all this came out said he's not going anywhere. Like the Packers can't afford to let him go. Like it's either he plays for the Packers this year or he retires. That's it. Like it's not. It makes no sense for either side. And then you start looking into some other stuff too. And. It's, we were talking about before, like Greg Jennings and uh, Terrell Owens doing sit-ups on his driveway, and it's posturing. And you know, there it doesn't usually happen with a quarterback. You know, it doesn't. You know, Carson Palmer quietly. It, it would have been big if Carson Palmer wasn't in Cincinnati when he did what he did. And he sat out six games to get a new contract or get traded. But you know, it's he's he's not going anywhere, and and. I think it's getting way overplayed. It's getting way overplayed. Um, during the Kentucky Derby, Mike Trico 
had his comments that basically said that Aaron Rodgers was saddened by the fact that, you know, that these all these things had come out and that he loves the Packers, the organization, the fans and everything else like that. And I I think everyone is over speculating to the nth degree. And I'm really mad at like, like local sports too. Like I was listening to uh, 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 Butch and Coon nine to noon on uh, the fan uh, uh, on uh, uh, 1070 AM listening to Heller this afternoon. Heller's like, it's 50, 50. He's just like Peter King. It's like, no, it's not 50-50. Like, and, and everyone's talking about how when they drafted Jordan Love and didn't talk to him about it beforehand, which I do think is an egregious. Like, you didn't call him and say, hey, we're going to go ahead and trade up and take this other kid. you know. Yeah, but they didn't fair. do that to Brett Favre either. And it's, it's, it's hot, garbage, hot garbage. But at the same time, it, they don't. Here's my my basic thought is first off, for Aaron to come out, Aaron Rodgers, not you, buddy, but for Aaron Rodgers to come out and say like, oh man, I'm shocked and sad and all this stuff is coming out. Like you're the one who leaked it. Like first off, it's like it's it's pretending that we're stupid because everybody knows you leaked it to say like I'm I'm shocked, shocked and appalled, like shocked, shocked to find there's gambling gambling in this establishment. Yes, thank uh, you. Great <laughs> Casablanca reference. Shocked, shocked that there's gambling going on. This. Yeah, so I mean, just I just it, it's it's ridiculous and it it plays us all as stupid. So that whole part I just don't get. I don't think they. I mean, the Packers don't have to trade him, and why would they? They can make him wait a year. And he can go out and play angry again for another year because he's not going to go out and look dumb. He's going to go out and play like he can because that's what he's he doesn't want to. Oh, and the other thing that be that, his legacy. That, he doesn't. He wants to keep saying it's like, oh, if he retires, then the Packers get nothing for him retiring. It's like okay. he's not going to retire. No, he he wants to break every record. He wants to be the greatest of all time. It's just why, like, if he steps on the field, he's going to keep doing it because he also wants to pretend that we are all agreeing that it's not his fault. And he's going to go out there and, you know, say, forget you guys, I'm the greatest ever. And, you know, that's all well and good. I just, I, there's no reason the, to the, trade the only, him. The only, person, the only person who ever retired early was Barry Sanders. And Barry Sanders was humble. Well, Jim Brown. Like, well, Jim Brown too. But Jim Brown wanted to go into acting. Right. That's why he quit. That's why he quit. <laughs> he wanted to be an actor. Yeah, that's 100% why he quit. He was going to go to Hollywood and be an actor. And it was Dirty Dozen. Check it out, kids. Um, <laughs> but, uh but yeah, no, Barry Sanders is the only one who ever retired way too early. Like Barry Sanders still had like three seasons left in him. Oh. But uh, if a lot of Colts fans Rodgers, are feeling let down by that right now. They're like, wait a minute. <laughs> it's Andrew yeah, Luck could but, be playing but, this year. But Aaron Rodgers, if you think that he's just going to say, all right, I, I, I'm retiring. That's, yeah, I'm, I'm going to retire. He I, has I said repeatedly he wants to play till he's in his 40s. And, and his yeah, 40s. he's just not going to walk yeah. away. He's just not. Um, it's just, you, you really think he's just going to walk away. So now, and that's the thing is too, it's like, it, it's like, everyone's like, oh, the ball's in Aaron's court. You know, it's like, no, it's really not. He, not. like, he just played his card. And the number of people that, now and, who and are that saying. Was, and that was, and that was scorched earth. Right. Like he, he just laid it all out there and everyone. And, and I, I really think at first everyone was like, yeah, team, team Rogers versus team Packers. And it's like, as it kind of goes along here, everyone's kind of like, it's 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 not. It's kind of like both sides are kind of probably, especially Matt Lafleur came out and said during his press conference the other day that like this staff, my coaches, the the players, the team, we all know Aaron knows how we feel about him. Like Lafleur yeah. did. A, oh God, I love Lafleur. Man, that guy's got a long career in the NFL. Yeah. That was some that was some Teflon to the nth degree. Like just. He just bubbled himself up like, uh, well, I everyone knows how I feel, you know, and just left it to upper management and for Aaron Rodgers to figure out, and kind of just left Aaron Rodgers on an island, like, but you know, it's it's him versus them now. It's not the entire Matt Lafleur did a great job completely encapsulating the team behind him, like in less than five sentences, like. Yeah. He's he, a smart he, dude. He, yeah, he's a smart dude and a good coach. Like, if that is yeah. the best coach thing you could have ever said, like he just completely took care of his team. And even Devonte Adams, with his ambiguous quote about uh, they're all ambiguous. Yeah, you don't know what you got until you know, or you know, it, 
but it was like a two-way statement like like hey aaron you, you might be missing out on a great great wide receiver to go play for you know hey man Cortland sutton be very right. excited about that instead of having Devonte and amari rogers and everyone's like Devonte adams is is, is is already lamenting the fact that aaron Rodgers is leaving and it's like no if you read that the other way around it's like hey you can dude, way. You're, you're, you're gonna lose me man you and know it's here, it, here's it, the thing that really gets me now is like there, there, there's a number of people who are like, well, just get rid of get rid of the GM. Then you can find anybody who can run a football team. It's like, right, because Garbage. everybody had a great pick this year. Everybody had a wonderful draft and nobody fails at being a GM, which is why mm-hmm. all of them have jobs for the rest of their lives. Right No, they get fired mm-hmm. all the time because a lot of people are really bad at it, like a lot. Finding a good GM is is hard. The Packers have been fairly well blessed with, you know, Ron Wolf and Ted Thompson. And some other guys in between who are not good, and we all know it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, come on. Like, oh, some of the hot garbage that was on Packers Twitter too about. Oh, uh, yeah. we, we need to we need to be more like the Saints. It's oh like, yeah. No, 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 we do not have to be like the Saints. They won a Super Bowl in two thousand eight or nine, nine, and have been to the season no before championship the Packers did, yeah. since then. Yeah, and they, and, they, and they burned the career of a Hall of Famer. Drew Brees did nothing after that Super Bowl. Nice numbers, at least. Yeah, well, yeah, he piled up the numbers, but he did nothing. And, and here's, like, if you need any more proof that, like, Aaron Rodgers, you know, wanting to essentially be the GM of the Packers is the worst idea ever, mm-hmm. um, apparently the last straw was they cut Jake Kumaro. <laughs> yes. Like, he's just some guy. Um I didn't realize this. He first went to Illinois, but then had to transfer down to D3. Like, yeah. oh, you 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 didn't make it at Illinois? No. And and now you've I, been I, on like five or six teams. Like he's I, a, I, he's a I, practice I, squad I hero. A, I know we're a podcast that uh, caters to the G rating, but I will try it. Yeah, hang in there. I, I, basically, I, basically, I basically put out on Twitter today, I'm like, well, if this is what is actually out there, Ian Rappaport, if, if this is what we're reporting, people are just making crap up at this point. Mm-hmm. Like it's they're true. they're not they're not. <laughs> this is like you're just reaching now. Now you're just trying to forward the story because of the clicks. You're, yeah. I mean, we're we're digging up Jake Kumaro. Yeah, that's really, why he's that's the str- that's the straw that broke the camel's back. Yep. Out of everything that's happened in the fourteen years, fourteen, yeah, fourteen years that Aaron Rodgers has been in the league. Jake Kumro getting released a week after Aaron Rodgers said, I like Jake Kumro. That's what got it. Yeah. Okay. And all now right. I know everyone's lying. And that's why I know it's all BS. Yeah, it's, I, it it's, is. It's just, it, it's this so is, much talk and nothing's going to happen for, if, if anything does happen, it's going to be a while. And, mm-hmm. and I don't think anything's going to happen. I'm with you, Aaron. I don't think, I, I just don't, I don't see how it works. I don't see why you would do it. Now and I and I do subscribe to the fact that the Packers are at some fault here. You know, it's it's yeah. it's uh, Steve Zabin from uh, Milwaukee. He uh, he from uh, he's on the Big Ten seventy, but he's from uh, the game in Milwaukee. He yeah. made it. He made a great analogy this morning, and and bear with me. I'm going to talk about cancer here in a very lighthearted way, and don't take me the wrong way. But basically, oh. what he said was. Basically, what he said was, so so your wife's dying from cancer, it's terminal cancer, and you're making a four-year life plan, and you're trying to, you could go one of two ways. Either you start planning for the betterment of your future, for the comfort of your wife for the next four years, and make sure that these four years are the best four years of her life, and you take care of her, or... You start planning it, and then you start dating another girl because you know she's going to be dead. Yeah, I don't like this analogy. I think you yeah. should ditch this analogy pretty fast. That's a terrible way of describing this because it tells you which one is the right one then, that one of them is a good, reasonable, normal human being way of responding to grief, and the other yeah. one is like, hey, you know what? If you got rid of – if you if you try to, you know, whatever with Aaron Rodgers here and let him go instead of the general manager, then you're a guy who's dating someone else while his wife dies of cancer. Like, I don't like this but, at all. No, but no, I get it. But it's just, but if he said that that's like from the Aaron Rodgers standpoint, yeah. like from his point of view, like it's, 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 it's a, it's a, 
it's just so it's yeah. i thought it was a, a a fun analogy it was like it, a good analogy to like kind of look at it like other hey, than, i'm still here or you know otherwise yeah. you know everyone talking about like you're still married but hey I, here's this mit- mistress and i'm just gonna you know everybody hey look at the new mistress i'm gonna be with her but you know you're still my girl wink wink nudge nudge i'll stick with you for a couple more years but Jeez. uh here's the new squeeze on the side Except you know, for it's, it's football, it, it's not a moral decision, unlike this analogy, which is very much a moral decision. <laughs> so, <laughs> but but, the, but no, that's how everyone's making it out to be, though. Yeah, like in the not. media, and I, I mean, I, I I started off with saying we, this is all ridiculous, anyways. It it's is stupid. because it's completely overblown. The biggest thing to point out at this point is they've been wrong on every single point to now, like mm-hmm. every trade, every everything has been wrong. Mm-hmm. Also. Aaron has refused to talk in public about it, which mm-hmm. is grossly negligent on his part. And we all know it's because he's speaking through his agent and pretending to stay away from it while being the only person in this entire thing who is stirring the pot. This is only a story because Aaron Rodgers is making it one. Aaron, we should talk about the draft at least briefly before we move yeah, on. Yeah, let's, let's we're, get to it. We're going to be trying to bring on some other people to talk about the draft. Are we going to draft or the 2018 draft? Oh, we yeah. don't want to talk about 2018. We'll just go over it briefly then, just for Aaron, 2018 draft, because we have because some numbers. Because this is a draft there. we can talk about, and we actually know the result. Hey, is Jair Alexander good? Yeah, yeah. he's uh, probably Hall of Fame, actually. Yeah, he's great. That was a great first-round pick. He's, he's really Josh good. Jackson, second round of that draft. Who mm. knows? incomplete but he's had three years and he has not become something Oren Burks third round three years has not become something yet he's a yeah, guy who's on the su- roster you're super, you're super disappointed in Oren Burks I, only because I, I really had hopes for him because he's, he's super athletic huge. he's had he's a ton of injuries unfortunately too which is so it's almost an incomplete again on him like on Jackson but the clock is very much ticking Javon Moore failure fourth round pick Massive. Worst wide receiver we drafted that year, and we drafted three of them. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and he couldn't catch, and he couldn't run. He went to Missouri, and he was supposed to be big and athletic, and he couldn't do anything. Yeah. Cole Madison I'm not going to rate just because um, he yeah. had to go Lots through some problems. super big life things and has just not – yeah, I'm not going to do that. Uh, the second fifth-round pick uh, was comp pick, uh, J.K. Scott. Maybe it's a little high. He's been okay. He was not as good last year. The first he year off, he started off good. Yeah, last year he had some problems. We'll have to see where he comes back out of that. But okay, I mean, for a fifth rounder, you got yourself a punter. Um, right. Marcos Valdez scantling for a comp pick fifth round guy. Yeah, I'm okay with him. He, God, if he if he if he can hold on to the ball, I mean, honestly, like I'm so big on M- MVS. Like, yeah. if everyone remembers when Devonte came into the league, that guy couldn't catch either. Everyone wanted him released because he has stone hands. Yeah. And MVS made some big plays last year. He big, made big some plays. big drops too. Yeah, on he, top yeah. Of it. If he'd have had, if he'd have caught all those balls he'd have dropped, he'd have had a thousand yards. You know, yeah. <laughs> like he had a a, a, a nice in one play. Season. Yeah, a very <laughs> nice season for a guy who was essentially the go deep guy, third option on your offense in terms of passing game. Other, I mean, who MB- is a wide receiver because the tight end comes first and probably sort of the running backs, but yeah. I mean, he's he, he's he's a slightly slower version of uh, what's his name from uh, played for Philadelphia for all those years. Oh, Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson, taller. Who we who the Packers owe the 2010 Super Bowl to? Yeah, by the but way. taller too. Uh, Equinemius yeah. St. Brown in the sixth for a six round pick. It's fine. I mean, he's been on the team. If he hadn't torn his ACL, I think he'd have had much better time by now. Mm-hmm. But incomplete. Uh, then we had three seventh round picks. James Looney, just kind of a guy. Hunter yeah. Bradley, he's a long snapper. So, you know, he's long snapping. Is he still a long snapper? I don't know if he is. I think he might be. I, I feel no, by the embarrassed way. that I don't have that at the top of my head. Top uh, three, top three seafood snapper. Oh, so good. Snap, snapper. snapper is good. I've caught snapper. It's oh, kind of fun. Um, but then, yeah, the last pick we had in that draft was Kendall Donerson, who was an interesting athletic guy who did not end up hanging around the team all that long. Um, okay. Never could find his way off the practice squad for very long. So, yeah. But as for this year's draft and, and how we're projecting Thank it. Thank you, John. Thank yeah, yeah, yeah. You. Just for you, Aaron, because you Thank know, you. you're part of this podcast, too. I am? Oh, yeah. sweet. Eric Stokes is interesting. 
Um, he's not the guy I, pr- I would have picked there. Let's just we'll say that. I would have gone corner. I talked corner a lot in the last several weeks. We all did. I I probably would have gone Asante Samuel over Stokes, but Stokes is a tall guy, 6'1", and he ran a 4'2", 5", and even if he's lying, he's a 4'3", speed. You yeah, know, he's fast. That dude he's really fast. Having yeah, him and Jair out there is going to be interesting, and then basically say, you know, compete with King. If you can beat King, you're going to be on the outside probably, and then we'll see what they, you know, King or Sullivan kicking into the uh, the slot and see what they do. It'll be interesting. I mean, like it's a, it's a really it's an interesting pick. It's a it's a ton of athleticism and ability there. One of the weirdest things in this draft is they actually picked much lower Raz scores than what I would have thought. From right, it, it goes like they went outside, like all the uh, ceilings. All the measurables that we said were like, you know, this they have to hit this mark. They have to hit this point. These are the things they look for. They didn't do all of those things. Um, right. They went out and got Isaiah McDuffie, the linebacker, the inside linebacker at Boston College. He was a little small, but he's got a low RAS score too. And they said like he plays faster than he, he measures. He plays bigger than he measures. But, yeah, I mean, he's available in the sixth round. I mean, we'll see what comes of that, but I'm – not horribly excited. I love seeing guys from BC. It's a good Jesuit mm. school. I like seeing that and coming into the <laughs> NFL. There've been a lot of very good linebackers come out of BC. Um, yeah, the ones I'm probably most excited about are Josh Myers and and Royce Newman because I we talked about getting those guys up front. Right. Um, Newman actually, wow, I, I really loved his film. Uh, looking at it over the weekend here, he's got good footwork. Uh, uses his hands well. He gets to the point of attack. Uh, his pass block is great. It really is. He's got a very good pass block for a team that threw out of a, a very much pro-style set. Maybe not as much rollout as what the Packers do, obviously, but good footwork. Um, kept his guy in front of him. I think he had like a 97.8% uh, pass block uh, efficiency. Like He won his pass block battle 97.8% of the time playing in the SEC. Um, That's good. That dude can play. Myers can have a chance to step in and start right away. Newman's probably going to have a chance to step in and start over at right tackle too. Yeah. So, I mean, they've got him listed at guard here, but he played left and right tackle at Ole Miss. Um, Myers comes in out of Ohio State as the center. I was a little surprised to pick him over Creed uh, Humphrey, but uh, you know, Humphrey had a, had a perfect 10 in his Raz. Myers is a good center. He'll be interesting to watch. It's definitely a guy they liked. Uh, meets a lot of things they like to see. And we've you know, picking well, Ohio State centers has worked before. <laughs> right. No, that's what I was just going to say. Yeah, it worked the last time we picked in Ohio State. That's the first thing I thought exactly when they got picked to it. When they picked him, it's like, well, it worked last time. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Um, no. And, and that, uh, that, that link that you sent me from a uh, uh, pro football, uh, uh, network. Uh, mm. Royce Newman was the first A draft, like A grade that they they gave the Packers in the draft. It was B's B's and B pluses all before that, but Royce Newman was the first A grade that they gave because mm-hmm. it's yeah. And speaking of things that worked for the Packers in the past, drafting tackles in the fourth round. <laughs> yeah. Worked um, out well with that worked worked out well with that Bakhtiari guy. Yeah, so. yeah. Fifth round pick is a guy I know you're interested in. Uh to Daryl Slayton. Uh the D tackle out of Florida. He's a big dude. He's a big yeah. dude, and he's very athletic. He can move. He is raw. He is not yeah. a he's not a finished product by any means. No, everyone says that he's just a big big piece of beef, basically. Which and in a yeah, fifth round pick got... is what you look for. No, yeah, that's what you gotta do. So I really wish that D tackle would have been addressed earlier but i yeah. can't disagree with the draft picks that they made i uh i really do think that kenny clark's sitting out there on an island all by himself and he needs some help yeah so seeing the packers draft an a rogers uh of course yeah. was, was fun um he's, yeah, he'll wear he will wear uh number eight which was aaron rogers college number yeah. Anyone by think that's a troll? I don't our, know. By all reports that this this kid's a pretty good he's only ever played slot receiver, I guess. Which is weird. Like having yeah. someone come out of college and they've only ever all ever played slot. It makes so. some sense. The big knock on him when I looked at his his stuff, 
and I look at his Raz, his actual final 40 times are okay, but his first 10 is terrible. He has a he has a bad release, and he doesn't mm-hmm. get up to speed very like as quickly as you'd like. If you can put him at the slot, though, you can get him off the line of scrimmage and help his release. And in our system, a lot like what they did with you know uh, when we had Tavon Austin for that little bit at the end of the year, and right. and Tyler Irvin, get him in motion. We use a lot of motion to get guys open. If you can get him in motion, so he's already moving, I think there's a lot of things they can do to scheme him open here. And he moves well after he gets the ball. It's the getting off the line thing that's the hardest part for him. But if he's already at full speed when he goes, he's going to be fine. Um, that's that's very arena league, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Kylan Hill <laughs> is an incredibly interesting pick at the very last pick for the, the Packers, the seventh rounder out of Mississippi State. This dude, I think he was first team SEC his penultimate year. He came in and played like one game and then opted out of the season last year. So he had 80 yards, and that was the entire season. He wasn't injured. He opted out. And So he's like, so he's like the opposite of A.J. Dillon. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's coming out of college with almost – because what was the big thing about A.J. Dillon was that he's already – he's had four – A.J. Dillon played four seasons at B.C.? Um, right? I think so. I don't know that he started all four, but he had a lot of carries. Yeah, he had a lot of carries. Like, he already had an NFL workload by the time he got to the NFL. Yeah. So this guy's like the opposite of that. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, he had 1,300 uh, yards rushing the year before. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, 1,350. Got 5.6 a carry. Um, his junior year at uh, Mississippi State. Um, he also had 18 receptions for 180 yards. He had 10 rushing touchdowns. The next year, looks like he had. Oh, well, the senior year says he had three games with 15 rushing attempts, and then opted out. So yeah, I mean, it's he's an interesting guy. He, he's an athletic guy who's going to be interesting to see what he can do. I mean, he's going to be the third back in that that look, but he's got a real right. chance to be on this team and probably even get out there every now and then, seeing how things go. So, yeah, that one I thought was also a super interesting pick. And, and we say that now, which means we'll never hear from him again. <laughs> yes. We're also very excited that two Badger linemen uh, were picked up uh, in day three. And one of them, of course, was just John Deason was picked up as an undrafted free agent yeah. after the draft ended. He had signed by the end of the day. Cole Van Lannen also goes out. Uh, they have him as an offensive tackle. He probably projects more to guard. Uh, mm-hmm. He had some injury problems. He was a... He was a guy they talked about as a first round pick after his first couple of years, but yeah, some injury problems drop him down into the sixth round. Or pardon me, he's yeah, sixth round. He's available. He could be a guy. The Packers definitely addressed offensive line depth, trying mm-hmm. to find ways to make sure they're not kicking Jenkins out to tackle. They want to keep him at guard as much as they right. can. Right. Um, and if you look at this, I was, now, I, was, I was very happy to see that. By the way, me and yeah. Pete Owens were talking about that today. We we're when he stopped by the cubicle to talk about uh, sports, and I was, I was I was saying that you know I, we need Elton Jenkins at left guard. That's he is he'll yeah. go to the Hall of Fame at that position. Yeah. He doesn't need to be the center. He does he, he can play he can play all five positions. We get that at this point, right? Like yeah. he is one of the top five linemen in the NFL. Like that's not hyperbole. Like he is unbelievable. Um, but we need him at left guard because that's where he can do the most damage. Like that's where he is best. He can help the center. He can help the tackle. He can help the whole line right there. And let's not jerk him around. Like we know, yeah. we know he can fill in everywhere else. But um, I was very happy to see that the Packers did do a significant job because I mean, I I, I really wish that they would do the same thing with the defensive line one of these years. But uh, yeah. Offensive line is where it starts. So yeah, and so yeah, what we're looking at you know what we got here at center. We still got Josh Myers. Oh, sorry. our lads, our lads looks like right now they're picking that Jenkins moves to center, um, which I would find to be a very odd way of doing this, but it's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but they still have Bakhtiari at left tackle, which is not where he's going to be. Billy Turner almost certainly goes over to left tackle. Uh, yeah. If we keep. Jenkins there and move Josh Myers to starting at, at center and put Stepanek behind him. 
Um, we can have Jenkins at left, either Patrick Lucas or John Runyon, I mean, somewhere playing at guard. And then we can try to see about putting Royce Newman over there at right. Uh, so that, yeah, it's not terrible looking. That definitely makes things more interesting. Yeah. And you'll have Devontae, Lazard, and Rodgers at the, the three different wide receiver spots. Um, yeah, this offense is still going to be fine. The defense, yeah, well, I mean, we'll see if Kevin King can keep off uh, Stokes and what we can do with that uh, slot. Shadero Slayton sitting there back up to Kenny Clark on this one with uh, Lancaster still hanging out at the other spot there with and Dean Lowry. Man, starting two Northwestern players on a defense, that's not that's not it's a great very, recipe. It's very, it's, it's very chesty. <laughs> yeah, yikes. But anyhow, we'll have to see how this all plays out. I, I, I give the draft just a solid B. Like, there's nothing about it that stands out as, like, amazing. But also, like, this draft was not that interesting. People kind of made kind of average, normal, safe choices for the most part. I didn't see anybody do anything crazy. Um, sadly, the Vikings, Bears, and Lions, I thought all had pretty good drafts. Yeah, they uh, did. Which, yeah, I think they all did fairly well for themselves I mean, in this draft. So, yeah, I, I think Justin Fields is pretty good. Yeah, and I don't don't let the Bears fans hear that. I mean, but uh, until further notice, uh, I will. And, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll just see. Uh, what was I going? What was I going to say about uh, uh, you were talking about? I had two trains of thought and I, Uh-oh. I usually have a notebook when we do this and I write down <laughs> things that I'm thinking about and I didn't bring it with tonight. I left it out on the counter and no. I'll be jiggered. Anyways. Right. Well, let's move on then. We'll, we'll come back to this. Sure, I'm sure but- we'll talk about some of these guys again as, as time goes on, but yeah, uh, well, let's give some time to the bucks here. Okay. Oh bucks. yeah. We need to give time to the Bucks. Yeah. They yeah. had some interesting times. Oh, no. here. Hey, sorry. Before we go to the Bucks, okay. back to the guy we were talking about, uh, the sixth round draft pick, uh, the, you were talking about Colvin Lannon, Lannon. that, uh, you said that it was projected to be a first round draft pick. A couple years. Uh, back, yeah. but injuries came in. The one thing about injuries and when you're taking a late round flyer on an offensive guard or anybody is that, me and Pete were talking about you can't coach athleticism. And um, in the case of this guy, like, you know, maybe maybe the injuries will never go away and his career is going to be short. But in the outside chance that he does get it together and, you know, it was just a one-time thing and he figures out the injury problems and good rehab and everything like that, then you have actually somebody who has first-round talent athleticism and then maybe maybe it'll work out. Like I really hope it does. You know, it, it does looking. happen once in a while where you find out that um, uh, who is the kid from uh, uh, that the that the Jags took? Um, Lawrence or Etienne or no no uh, last year um, in the second round he was supposed to be like top ten draft pick, but he had. Uh, Micro, micro, micro fractures in his back. Um, top of my head. Oh, the defensive player. I'm, I'm going to have to work on that one. I can't think of it. Uh, Jack. <laughs> Jack was his last. Oh, name. Miles Jack. Uh, several Miles years Jack. Ago. Okay, yeah. I thought you were looking last year. Yeah, Miles oh, Jack. Was several two, years. Back. That was two years ago. Oh, more than that. Two years ago, Miles. they were busy losing to the Patriots. Uh, so yeah, no, yeah. It, was, it was a while. But ago. yeah, my, but Miles Jack. Remember, Miles Jack was going to be a top five pick. Yeah. That dude's yeah, amazing, and, it, and he's and he's actually still playing in the league, and he actually might be a good player at some point. But was, yeah, I, he was very good I, for a couple of years there, and yeah. in, in that defense yeah. when before they sold everybody off, right? Anyways, <laughs> but I hope that I hope that I hope that's the case with Cole Van Lannan too. Like, if he is, if, if gets his injuries under control, he is obviously a talented guy. I mean, all these people that are drafted are, but I I really hope he works out. So, yeah. off to the Bucks. Yeah. Uh, so, so the one weird hiccup is, of course, they played the Rockets, which is not a game you even thought about. But then, nah. you know, Giannis gets hurt after a minute, like rolls an ankle yeah, after getting one point, going one for two on free throws. And then, and then, is it uh, Kyle Porter Jr. goes for 50? Great. And it's just like, what, uh, Kevin Porter Jr., pardon me. Uh, yeah, Kevin Porter nah. Jr. goes off for 50. And you're just like, 
No. No. No, there's no way. I was double checking nah. like his his uh points per game is sixteen point six. Right. He shoots forty two point four percent from the floor normally. Uh and is thirty point eight percent from the uh three point line. Well yeah, so he shoots sixteen of twenty six, shoots nine of fifteen from three, and gets fifty points. And the Bucks the Bucks score 136 and lose to the Rockets. It's just such a weird game. It's just what an absolute fluke of a game. And they followed that up by, even with all the injuries, beating the Bulls by 10 in, in yep. a game they didn't care about at all. Yep. And then just the other day, get that game against the, the Nets. Yeah. They come right out, and, and Giannis definitely wanted this one. He, you could tell he'd circled playing against KD because you know, KD's an MVP. You know he wants to right. come in for those big games, and he he had a big game, forty nine points. Him and KD just going right after each other the whole game. Um, I mean, they had nothing but good things to say about each other afterwards and everything. But I mean, geez, just just big games both sides. And, and, and Giannis was a little better. And your level of enthusiasm with the uh, talking about the Houston game and then the Bulls <laughs> game is exactly right. Like okay. NBA regular season is at this point, just garbage. Like, nobody cares. However, it is punctuated with some games that mean something, you know, like, because everyone sleepwalks through the season and every once in a while, it's like, oh, the Bucks and the Nets. Like, oh, this is kind of a... It's kind of fun. This is kind of a playoff primer right here. Like, Even the players we're gonna, feel We're going to see. And now, and now Harden wasn't playing either, but like you just said, like, this this game was kind of a big deal for the Bucks. It was like, you know, after losing to the Rockets, they lost the worst team in the West and <laughs> nobody cares because it's like, obviously they mailed it in like, like, well, they should just stomp them. Like, they're the, like, yeah. that's, I mean, that's not how the N- NBA works anymore. They, they now. It's, it's, it's all about printing and posing until you get to the playoffs. Yeah. And, and that's how the NBA has set itself up to work. So, but uh, no, yeah. the, the, the Nets game was a big deal. Yeah, 42 from Durant, 49 from Giannis. Um, Yeah, just, I mean, that's, what was it? They said, uh, big game, you know, big players come up big game. Giannis and DiVincenzo combined for 49 points. And you're like, shoot. (laughs) DiVincenzo somehow, 30 minutes and didn't score a point. Not not a point. He's (laughs) 0 for 5. I mean, he had 8 rebounds. How how many assists did he have, though? One. Oof, that's rough. Anyway, yeah, what? But, like, uh, come on. But, but 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 so I mean, it's it's still at the same time though. It, it's it's it seems like I I didn't watch the game, so I have to do this from reading about it and watching <laughs> clips. But it seems it seems like that it was it was it's supposed to be about you know after this whole season where after you know all these years of Giannis since he's been here, he's been the Iron Man. He's out there every game just plotting and pushing and just you know athletic specimen and then this year it's like like we talked about like he's taking a page out of lebron's you know playbook and kevin durant's playbook because you know lebron james is the best in the world kevin durant is the best player in the world and you know they miss games you know and it happens and when you get hurt you sit down you don't play through it it's not that's not how the league works anymore that's not how the nba works and that's why the nba regular season sucks you know these guys will play through injuries during the postseason but they won't do it during the regular season because it's just not worth it you know just get to the playoffs and we'll see you after that um but but this game was a big deal because it placed him against kevin durant and obviously he won and the bigger side story is that in the number two category, Chris Middleton really outplayed Kyrie Irving. Yes, and Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton did that thing that he does, where he shows up and he just starts knocking out buckets from everywhere and is unstoppable. Just did and, it in the playoffs. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and and I asked I asked uh, Pete about that too, and I said who was guarding Kevin Durant? And it was PJ Tucker who basically guarded him the whole game. He said Drew Holiday was like glue on uh, Kyrie Irving's jersey. So, <laughs> you know this, you know, and, and it's good too. And I've, it, and it's like I said, I didn't watch the game, but I've heard plenty. I've I've had enough to absorb around it. And basically, that Giannis was playing a much more suave game 
instead of a bulldozer game where I'm going to just plow the lane and try and get to the basket, which is the evolution of Giannis, Giannis Akutatumbo anyways. Like, he can't do that his whole career. It, it, it's, what, it's how they lost to the Raptors a couple of years ago in the finals, and it, it, you just start clogging the lane. And he will continue, continue evolving because that's the one thing that Giannis has over every other player in the league that's a superstar. He's still raw. He is still raw. He he is not a finished product yet. He may be a finished product. He's only been playing ball for 10 years, mm-hmm. you know, where most of these guys have been playing ball forever, you know, and right. are all AAU kids, you know. Giannis is still evolving, and that's what's really exciting. And he's got a good team around him, and it's a good team win against the Nets, and who are were in number – they knocked him down to number two in the East. Yep. And so, well, and then the number one team is the team they just took two from. <coughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, they oh, get another oh, one against Philadelphia. Philadelphia cannot play against the Bucks. No, that's the, they're no, they exactly can't. what we're they trying can, to stop. They cannot. Giannis, it's a terrible matchup for them. Oh God, they they own Philadelphia. Yeah, and, it's bad. It, yeah. So yeah, they get one more against Brooklyn. Then they get to play Washington, Houston, San Antonio, Orlando, which is fantastic little collection there. Um, Indiana. I, Miami, Chicago to end the year. Bucks have already clinched the division. They'll, they, you know, they're in the playoffs. They'll, they'll be there somewhere. They're four <coughs> games, with, with eight games to play. They're four games up on the four seed. They're going to be the three seed. I, I don't think they really catch Brooklyn and Philadelphia at this point, but I don't really care either. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. At this point, they'd play Miami, who's the sixth seed, which. Should be all right. I mean, depending on how hot they get and things like that, what what could happen there? That's not my favorite matchup. But, yeah, they get them, and then they'd get the winner of probably, my guess is, is the Nets pass Philadelphia again before the end of the year, and they'd probably play Philadelphia in the second round. That That's my thought, at least. I think they'll, they'll end up with Philadelphia in the second round just because I think they'll end up being the two and beating whoever's the, whoever's the seven out of this little, the new thing with the, Seven, eight, nine, and ten, kind of fighting for those spots, type things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I mean, like, we'll we'll definitely give them a lot more time when we start getting to the playoffs because it'll matter a lot more to yeah. us. Um, playoffs, yeah, they're in the Playoff. playoffs. They're in. We're all good. Hey, hey. So, so side NBA talk, and I'm gonna. I'm. I know you're the one that usually like hits me with sideways conversations and uh, off uh, off channel uh, questions, okay. but Pete, Pete brought this one up today. Okay. We were talking about because I asked who else do the Nets have besides uh, you know um, Kyrie and KG and Harden? And he's like Blake Griffin. Yes, I was, like, I was like God. I forget Blake Griffin is still in the league because he. Speaking of evolving, like that dude when he came into the league was jumping over cars, like he was so big and he was. Do you remember those slam dunks that he could have like yeah. four feet away from the rim and he'd be like 12 feet in the air and just throwing the ball through the rim. It was just amazing. And then, you know, you can't jump that high anymore. Yeah. And then, and then we evolved into talking about like Vince Carter. Remember when Vince Carter came to the league? Oh yeah. Slam dunk champion could jump through the roof and just absolutely was, I mean, when he played for the early Raptors, you know, and he was, (laughs) He was unreal, like how high he could jump, and he was unbelievable. And and Pete brought up that Pete Owen brought up that um, you know who the OG of this this kind of player was that came into the league and jumped through the roof and then had to evolve their game to become a more of a shooter and hung around the league forever as like a shooter was Chuck Finley. Ooh, yeah, Badger Badger alum, but he could and, play defense, yeah. Yeah, and it was a great point. He could play defense too, and like turn into this guy who could make baseline jump shots, and you know, be a bench player. Then lasted. I mean, Vince Carter was in the league for four decades, mm-hmm. and Blake Griffin is probably on the same path. Chuck Finley probably was close to it too. And I remember when the the Badgers used to play in the Fieldhouse before uh, before Cole Center was built. There was a mural of Chuck Finley, like going up for a dunk and like literally like he was sideways in the air and like 
half of his body was above the rim, four feet away from the rim, <laughs> going yeah. in for that dunk. And and Pete brought up that point. He's like, he is the OG of guys who could came into the league and could just jump over everybody and had these huge. I mean, Chuck Finley could jump six feet in the air. And but at the end of his career, like nobody remembers Chuck Finley as being the guy who could jump over everybody because he was the guy who could just make baseline jumpers and was a good contributor to playoff teams, right? Yeah, and I mean, he could shoot when he was with Wisconsin. I mean, he was you know, the inside out oh, with him and Sean Griffith, yeah. Oh, yeah, they could all shoot. Well, Vince Carter could shoot too. Blake Griffin could always shoot too, but he they was, were always known mm-hmm. for their for their jumping ability. And I mean... Griffith was never a good outside shooter though, or, or mid-range shooter particularly. He was right, he was right. a dunker. He was, he was like, he was going to be inside... Even with being a guy who mostly dunked, his career field goal percentage is forty nine point five. Mm-hmm. He's shooting forty point seven this year. Yeah, I don't know. But still, I'm just I'm just saying these big dunkers that turn into, and they're different body styles. Vince Carter and Chuck Finley have very similar body styles. Yes, long, long, lanky guys. Uh, Blake Griffin's a a beast. Like, he's, he's a small a Williamson or Zion, you know. Right, it's a but, small zone. I mean, it, well, do you think Zion Williamson's going to be able to jump like he can into his late twenties? No, I, I doubt Absolutely it. Absolutely not. No, there's no. Chance I doubt it. It, it. But, but it was just, it was very, it was a very good point brought up by Pete that, like, he brought up that Chuck Finley is kind of like the OG of the guys that used to be able to jump through the roof that had to evolve their game. I never thought about it until he brought it up, and I was like, "Yep, you're exactly right." Like Chuck Finley. And this is all pertinent because we're a Scotty Johnny podcast and we're talking about an ex-Badger. Yeah. Just so everyone knows. The only other NBA thing I want to say is that uh, the Lakers are only a half game away from being in a play-in game. <laughs> They're the sixth yeah. seed and only a half game up on Portland. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, just because we have a couple minutes here, we'll just try to quickly get in. You know, the Brewers, you know, take three out of four from the Dodgers, which I didn't think I didn't Heck see. Yeah. Coming. They did it at home. I mean, but man, I did not. I did not see that coming. No, I mean, a split. I would have been very happy with. No, in the game they lost, Council destroyed. Yeah. Well, they got destroyed, but Council did it perfectly. He burned three pitchers that didn't mean anything. Yeah. No, he. Didn't, I mean, like they already like, won the series. They already won the series. Yep. I mean, and it came down to like a bad footstep on uh, a play at first, and then everything derailed after that. Yeah, it fell. Right they could have got, yeah. gotten out of the first, out of that bases loaded. But yeah. it, it that's brilliant by Council. That's brilliant by Council. Just and did this entirely just, with 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 Burns going into IR with Locane and and Yelich, who just came back today. You know, mm-hmm. they weren't there for this whole weekend. Um, just finding ways to get it done with you know things here and there, just finding a way to get a win uh right. the travis shaw walk-off was just amazing i mean yeah, come on in, in the yeah. 10th no the 11th i'm sorry that was the 11th what i mean the six to five eleventh inning one where they gave up a run they in signed the, him on a minor league contract right run. right he's been fantastic at least for the first in the clutch in the clutch he's, yeah. he's he stinks most of the time <laughs> he well, stunk the whole game when we when i went to go see him a couple weekends ago yeah, he yeah. did but you know what? He's he's smart. He that's, knows, that's he's been around he long enough. He that's, knows what he's got to do. He, he can play third base. He can play first base, and he's a clutch hitter. I don't care. He's batting two sixty six. It's not like he stinks. I, I, I say he stinks, but he's, he's it's not like he stinks. Inconsistent but, at times, but yeah, he's done well enough, and that's just kind of baseball. Lot, but so does everybody else these days. So yeah, and the Brewers almost got it done today in the opening one in their series against Philadelphia. Bases loaded in the top of the ninth. In Philadelphia, uh, with two outs, and, and Locaine ended up striking out. I mean, he hit a home run in his first at bat back. Uh, end up losing three to four. Um, really had a shot there, and just just uh, couldn't get it done. All three outs in the ninth inning were by strikeout. <laughs> it was just like the guy on second. There's there a double by Vogelbach, and then he was replaced by a pinch runner. The next two guys strike out. Then there's a walk. Then there's a walk. And then there's a strikeout. <laughs> so it's like, ah, oh, yeah. so close. Um, but yeah, no, the, the pitching continues to be very good. Fire Eisen's been just great. Rasmussen. Um, fire. Yeah, Rasmussen just he's needs lovely. a little bit he's more a, control. He's a Wisconsin boy, right? Fire Eisen? I'm not sure on that. I'd have to look it up. Rasmussen well, needs to get a little bit more control on his stuff, but his 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 velocity is so fun to watch. 
And mm-hmm. um, yeah, just it th- another great week for for uh, for Brewer baseball. Hopefully, they can get this going here with the uh, they've got this week with uh, Philadelphia. And uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes from there. Just don't have as much time because we wanted to give a little more talk to the um, the Bucks game, especially the one that they had just this week <laughs> with uh, New Jersey. Or I'm sorry, Brooklyn. I'm saying New Jersey, Brooklyn. What were you saying, Aaron? He is from the land of the Kinnikinnick, John. He's from River Falls. Huh. All right. Well, there you go. All right, everybody. We made it. We made it through this. Anyway, the point, John. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we had two different pointers on this team because yeah, he, we he also have jo- Jordan Zimmerman, who also went to UWSP. Shame on you, John. I know. No, I'm no, sorry. No. I apologize to all my fellow pointers. <laughs> and by pointers, mean people from Stevens Point. I didn't go to UWSP. You never went to Point. I was like, why, why? I didn't go to UWSP. I mean people from Point. And I don't mean Mineral Point because that's the, you're not Point. I'm sorry. Um, again, thank you, everybody, for joining us. We got through all the Aaron talk. We got through all that. We're... We're moving on. We're it, you know, nature is starting to heal. You know, we're just trying to move forward with all this stuff. Yeah, and he's, the, the, no, the no, we're not going back to it. Aaron. We're just not. He's going to play for the Packers next all right, year. I, just, I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm, he's playing for the Packers next year. It's, all right, it's so and, dumb. Everyone's so dumb. God, they're all dumb. Thank you, everybody, for, for oh, dealing so with dumb. all of this with us. Uh, remember to follow me uh, at. Not so humble host. You can follow Aaron at Cheddar Talk. You can follow the show itself at Scotty Johnny Pod. And uh, thank you for joining us from here and all around the world. And remember, whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at Scotty Johnny One or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.